Hey everybody, welcome to Swedenborg and Life Live. Today we're going to be looking at the Ten Commandments and what honoring your father and your mother really means. My name is Curtis Childs and I'll be your host. And with me today, Chelsea Odner. Thanks Hello, so everybody. much for stopping by. Oh, I'm glad to. I'm glad I just happened to stop by. We were like running the show, <laughs> and I noticed like there's an extra chair there, and it's just like Providence is real, you know. Just like no. locked in the door. <laughs> I'm super excited to have you here, and really, really glad that we get to delve into this topic, and and really yeah. excited about the reason that we're going here too in the first place. Before we get to that, though. Hey, do you guys want to hang out with us for a whole weekend in person? Check out the Off the Left Eye experience. You know, it's June 5th to 8th, 2020. Go to Swedenborg.com slash event slash O-T-L-E 2020. Sign up. This is our first ever retreat, experience, conference, whatever you want to call it. It's going to be a chance for us to take ideas like the one we're talking about today and go com completely in and from all the different angles you'd want to go in. So I'm really excited about it. Oh, it's going to be a good time. I, I can't, can't wait. I can't wait to see who comes. Yeah, is it going to be you? We just yeah. don't know. Okay, so also a way to participate in this show today, get your elevator pitch ideas in the chat. I always forget there's an elevator pitch in here. That's where mm. you give us a little one topic in Swedenborg's writings that you want us to unprepared vamp on for a minute. As and if we were in an elevator. What, what could be better than that? Your suggestion could be on TV here. So, <laughs> all right, so uh, what we try to do with Swedenborgian Life Live is always have it be prompted by something yeah. one of you has said. And this is actually, you know, a, a very, very moving, to me, uh, instance of that. And so this actually comes from, usually it's from a, a comment on a video or something. This was actually from an email that we got from one of you <coughs> through our website. And emails are not public, like, like mm -hmm. social media comments. But this particular person said they wanted us, were, were willing to have us use this as the basis for this episode. So this is Tor Hausvet, and he actually gets really personal here with what, why this mm -hmm. matters. He writes, I was severely sexually and violently abused at a very young age by my parents. Then you have in the word, you shall love your mother and father. Mm. I know a lot of people in the same situation as I'm in. Yep. They feel guilt, shame, and everything bad because they hate the abuse and also the abuser. For me, it was a great relief when I understood that mother and father have a deeper corresponding meaning. But most abused people don't know that. They need this comfort. Wow. So, yeah, right? And, and so first of all, thank you, Tor, for being willing to share something that is so personal, but yet is going to mean something to so many people because this, this does happen. And it just reinforces to me that you never know what's going to be impactful and important, right? Yeah, and how important it is to have what Swedenborg teaches about this inner level of the Bible. I just feel like that, there it is. Like there's a great example of somebody really being helped by, by these teachings. Because right there we come up against the limits of the letter. If you're going to say, mm -hmm. the Bible is so great, we've got a flaw in the system right there. Yeah. You've got a commandment to do this thing, but obviously that can't always apply. So can we dig into the inner meaning of that? And does that, you know, free people from that are laboring uh, under the same conditions Tor was? But also, how does it help us? How does it make life better? So that's the yeah. quest that we're on today. Come on, everyone, let's do it together. And we'll begin, as we always do, by asking ourselves a question to start us uh, getting oriented in the right direction. Okay, so if we're going to get in the right frame of mind, we have to be able to look into our lives and, and see what kind of things have impacted us, because that's really where this stuff shows up most. Yep. It's, it's not meant to be theoretical on a page. That's just a reference that gets you to the stuff in your heart and mind. That's what gets me excited about the Swedenborg stuff, is that you can see it there. Okay. Start turning the soil. So as... We're breaking the ice, whatever we're doing. <laughs> we're, we're like <laughs> taking a bunch of soil so much that when you drop it, it smashes through ice, ice solid yeah. ice. Yeah. So as we answer this here, uh, you all answer it in the chat. We'll be grabbing it. And by the end of the episode, we want to be saying all your responses as well. So this is the icebreaker question. What are ways that you have felt cared for and nurtured during your life journey? And to get us started, this could be by individuals, communities, situations, ideas, pets, nature, or something within you. So, mm. yeah, what do you think? Uh, have you had anything do that for you? Gosh, there are so many ways, um, so it's hard to pick just one, but um, what's coming to my mind right now is that uh, when, so my mom died when I was 10, and uh, going through that time, 
we the community that we lived in just like and especially this like group core group of a few a handful of women came together and just um, helped us survive for six months wow. when yeah. when my mom was dealing with this diagnosis and losing her abilities and and we were all just you know reeling in the experience and what I love about it is that like I wasn't so conscious or even as like a 10 year old then just sort of like I was just being a 10 year old but when yeah. I think back like now uh, grown up to be to think back on that and how much it meant for these people to just make that choice to go out of their way to just like these people need us to show up for them right now and like we're gonna rather than wait to be asked to help they're like how can we help and showing up and just figuring out what needs doing and getting it done and that's just like yeah that was some serious nurturing right wow. there yeah did you ever get to tell them that i have man yeah, yeah and it's been a something i cherish very deeply is getting to connect with these same women that and not just women, I mean, there's a whole community, but especially a few women that just yeah. really were, are, are still near and dear to me. So that's really special. Wow, that's great. Mm -hmm. that's, that's so, so you've got that care being shown through people in your life. What, what occurred to me uh, for mine was I was thinking about so the so, sort of surroundings in my the home I spent sort of my years one to six in. Mm -hmm. And that was pretty rural-ish. I mean, we were on like a, a dirt road in Michigan. They have dirt roads. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, you know, it, it, still today, it's like some people like the aesthetic of them. So you would think you'd be broadcasting to the internet now. Yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Going well, we, from no, a dirt road to. Could never imagine yeah. someone from the city coming. <laughs> no, it was it was in the suburbs, but but we had that, and I yeah. just remember um, there were, but there were like horses, like nearby that I could go up to the fence and you know like hold something out, and yeah, like their yeah. lips would touch your hand yeah. as you. Uh, but it was really fun, and I just remember the the fall leaves and just uh, and how that felt and mm. there's like a pond you can walk to and look in and uh, salamanders underneath the board blue spotted salamanders and when i think about all that stuff around it was i never thought about it like this but it was just nurturing my sense of joy and just like it was this friendly world yeah around me for that time so it is really interesting like nature is so nurturing yeah and that's just like i mean and I, that's we're going to sort of talk a little bit about that tonight, but just it's amazing that just a landscape, that just a space that you spend a lot of time in is actually just like communicating all this love and nurturing, yeah. whether we realize it in the moment or just later on reflection, but that's awesome. Is it nature or nurture? <laughs> it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Okay, well, is nurture. get your answers in. And isn't it interesting that that's how we start this question about the, the inner meaning of the commandment about honoring the father and mother, because because mm -hmm. it, it just it doesn't seem like that's where you'd start. Because we're, we're talking about what what's been good for you in your life. How does it connect in? That's the fun of the show, and we're gonna begin now with our setup. So this commandment about honoring the father and mother is actually part of the series of Ten Commandments, which, <laughs> which maybe you've heard of them. Most famous grouping of commandments, I would say, in the whole Bible. That's pretty fair. <laughs> yeah, the main ones. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just, just really, like I've always been team Ten Commandments. Yeah. And, and so let's, let's to begin, in case anyone's not familiar, yeah. just read it. Yeah, like, we don't necessarily all spend our time reviewing what they are and everything. In so high yeah. school, yeah. Right. Okay, so what do so, we got? So Exodus 20, that's where, that's I guess the main list where the Ten Commandments happens. But so verse 12 goes over this commandment and it says, Honor your father and your mother in order that your days may lengthen on the land that Jehovah your God is giving you. And okay. that's interesting because it just clues you in. I feel like scripture is always cluing us into how there's more than meets the eye because we all know that just getting by honoring your father and your mother isn't isn't a surefire way to lengthen your lifespan. There's no <laughs> correlation, no causation between no like long-term medical studies. I don't know. Yeah, Pure, not peer <laughs> I mean, it's important to be ones. kind, but so yeah. right away, yeah, right away, it seems like it. It's it just feels to me like somebody's like write that in there so my kids will obey me. <laughs> Right. Like it doesn't seem like it's some divine thing. Right. Yeah. So where can we find the divinity in that? Yeah. Well, so Swedenborg writes about how, you know, there is an internal sense to scripture, but not just one. He gives us three and there's probably even more. But 
he gives us sort of three main categories of like there's an earthly level of meaning and then a spiritual level and then an innermost heavenly level and as you sort of go down this uh you know these layers it just gets more and more awesome yeah so we're going to actually do that because mm -hmm. it gets more and more awesome and we want to go to where the awesome is so the earthly sense which we'll, we'll just spend a moment on here is a, actually a step beyond the literal sense so i'd say the even literal that, sense right, yeah. is mm -hmm. exactly what it just said there but right. even in that we know that that's problematic that that there there can't that quite can't quite be what it really means right um, just just my mom dying like oh no i don't have a mom anymore to honor you know yeah, like that's i'm right screwed, can't honor the Ten Commandments or something yes. like that. Like, no. Okay. It's got to be beyond just that literal thing. And the reward yeah, just doesn't seem to stack up. So, but yep. what is the essence? What's the real meaning behind this? You know, there's the letter of the law and the spirit of the law. Yeah, What's right. the spirit of this law? So, the, in the earthly sense, Swedenborg says, it's having gratitude and respect for people or situations that supported and nurtured you. So yeah. this could, for some, include biological parents, but it doesn't guarantee that. If the parents aren't nurturing and supporting, as we saw with Tor's case, then it's not, they're not falling under this commandment. Yeah, and even, even um, something Swedenborg mentions is that in ancient times, you know, he's always describing the sort of earliest humans that, that sort of had a more just innate heavenly connection, um, and that that the way this commandment worked even in their time was that, I mean, this was precedes the like giving of the Ten Commandments with Moses, but that it, the, you know, that expression of honoring your father and mother was really honoring them for the spiritual nurturing that they give you, you know, like honoring them for the, for being the father and mother to your spiritual growth and rebirth. And yeah. like, so they, um, you know, so not honoring, I mean, there's value to honoring them, but just for those spiritual qualities. Yeah, so like, yeah, it's, I'm glad you said there's, there can be value in honoring, but it can't be read as an absolute dictate because it doesn't account for all those things. And, and Swedenborg does talk about regeneration as your, your rebirth or your spiritual birth. And that's so fascinating that that's what the ancients valued about their parents. It wasn't just, you yeah. had me. Because, you know, w anybody can, can do that, and it doesn't right. mean you're going to... But the honoring part is that you were willing to give me the tools to become a spiritual person. So like, yeah, who are those in that in itself? You know, like, if it's about who are, who's the mother and father to your spiritual birth, you know, like, then it's, it's going to be way more than just those two parents, like whole communities and everything. As nature, we'll yep. whatever we've been talking yep, about. Yep. Okay, that so... Nature, that. But how about, what if we, uh, so that's our opinion, but why don't we just talk to Jesus Christ about it? Right. right? <laughs> yes, because yeah. even Jesus makes clear that, um, you know, in some of the things that he says, that it's not just when we're throwing around terms of mother and father, we're talking about spiritual principles and not just the biological relatives. In um, Mark chapter 3 is one place. He writes, a crowd was sitting around Jesus and they told him, your mother and brothers are outside looking for you. And he replies, who are my mother and my brothers? He asked. Then he looked at those seated in a circle around him and said, here are my mother and my brothers. Whoever does God's will is my brother and sister and mother. He's always throwing something tough at you. You know, yep. always like, okay, I'm going to challenge you a little bit here, but there's so many things. to think more deeply. Yeah, there's so many things you can take out of that. The first is, you can't, yeah, you can't, if you're going to take the Bible as a whole and have Old Testament and New Testament, you can't say, look, this is saying literally honor father and mother. And then Jesus is saying, listen, you're thinking about that in a natural, yeah. earthly way. What really connects is that you love, you love what's good and true when that is the same as loving God. That that's what makes spiritual family, let alone yeah. that Swedenborg says that is actually what makes those connections on the other side. Yeah. So right That's there, right. pretty strong case for the, the earthly sense, which is, you know, who, Jesus was being whoever's, uh, you know, you could say nurturing him by, by participating in this thing right. with him. Yeah. That's like his spiritual family, just like we have this family that comes to us in all these different ways through life. So um, I, I would say, yeah, you just think of all the individuals that we say, oh, you're like a, you're like a father to me or like yeah. a brother, teachers, coaches, whatever it is. Yeah, and like I described even, like, I mean, I wasn't thinking about this when I answered the icebreaker question, but just like that, the community that came together to be a, a collective, you know, mother for me and nurturing and everything. And yeah. so, and of course, just, yeah, so whole communities work that way in so many ways for different people. And, and you might be saying, well, they just brought the whole nature thing in because they're hippies, right? But actually, Sweetenborg <laughs> yes. does talk about how 
nature, and, and particularly the sun and the earth, can act like parents to us. Yeah. This is from his book, True Christianity. A divine field of heavenly love constantly radiates from the Lord. From this heavenly field, an earthly field arises. The Lord created a sun that is like a father to the physical world, and an earth that is like a mother to it. Mm-hmm. And just say mother earth, everybody says that. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a classic. I was thinking of uh, Charlotte's Web. Do you know that? I, I, yes. I mentioned that in the in the run through, but it's it's this beautiful song. That's this. I think maybe it's that Charlotte herself sings when she's like, <laughs> "Mother Earth and Father Time." It's right as she's dying, man. Yes, yes, It's like right. super oh, intense. epic. And get the <laughs> tissues. It's Father Time instead of Father the Son, but you get the me- like. This yes. is something that kind of courses through the human part. Yeah. That there's like this parental unit in in the surroundings. So uh, the marriage of the son and as a father and the earth as a mother, and think about that, the marriage of the two, produces yeah. all the growth that adorns the surface of the planet. Mm-hmm. Photosynthesis, hello. The influence of this heavenly field on the physical world occasions the miraculous progression in plants from seed to fruit to new seeds. It also results in many types of plant that turn their faces, so to speak, <laughs> toward the sun by day. Thank you. We, our <laughs> graphics budget ran out, so Chelsea will be <laughs> acting out this sort of stuff. Uh, and bow them when the sun sets, and in flowers that open when the sun rises and close when it sets. It also induces the songbirds, as he's waxing, as you mentioned, a little poetic here. Yes, he is. Induces the songbirds to sing sweetly first thing in that. the morning, and again, tweet, 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 after they have been fed by their mother, the earth. In these ways, all these creatures honor their father and their mother. And it's interesting that they, they honor them by participating in the rhythms. All yeah. these phenomena are proof that, the, that through the right. sun and the earth, the Lord makes available all the necessities for both the living beings and the inanimate things in the physical world. That's a very beautiful thing. And it makes me think about how that, like the father, if you're thinking the sun is a father, it needs something like a planet to be like the mother, to, to be able to bring forth life, to be receiving that warmth. You know, like I yeah. just love the fact that like light is traveling from the sun, but you don't see any light unless it has an object that's reflecting it. So that's like that cool relationship between. Yeah, yeah. and like this classic um, mutual interdependence, but totally different things. Yes, that, yeah. yeah that you, and the way that what you need both is different because if you took away the sun, the earth would be there, but it'd be frozen yeah. and nothing. And if you take away the earth, yeah, the sun is just radiating it out, but no one's ever gonna know it. Darkness, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the nothingness. No one's ever gonna but, know. Yeah, so well that's, that sort of gives us a taste of this earthly meaning, but Swedenborg does take it further and talks about the spiritual meaning in um, Revelation Explained 966 in one place. He says, we were given this commandment because honoring parents symbolized and therefore meant loving the Lord and the church. Interesting. The church, I guess really, you need to know it's not a specific group organization or something like the church uh, itself has all of these layers of meaning to it. And so it's like, your state of mind, this sort of like, it could be goodness and truth itself. Anyway. This is a major hazard of talking Swedenborg stuff on the internet, yeah. is that every time we mention the word church, we feel like, <laughs> we feel like okay, wait, 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 guys, listen, this is so, can be something that's in your heart and mind, that's receptive yes. of divine yes. love and wisdom. This can be anybody like throughout the whole world church. that's doing what's good and true. <laughs> These organizations can embody it. It can be religious eras in the human race's history. Yep, <sighs> okay. lots of stuff. We but did our due diligence roll with there. It. We're yeah. gonna roll with it. The heavenly meaning of father is the Lord. The heavenly meaning of mother is the church. Okay, so we got to define it if it's going to play this important yes, role Yes, exactly. So if that's what the mother means. So honor symbolizes wanting to do what is right and prolonging the days of those who want to do what is right symbolizes the happiness of eternal life. So he's really spelling out all the different parts yeah. of this commandment. Um, this is how the commandment is understood in heaven where they recognize no other father than the Lord and no other mother than the Lord's kingdom, which is the church. The Lord gives us life from himself and he nurtures us through the church. The Lord teaches us in Matthew the heavenly meaning of this commandment, which is that while we are in a heavenly state of mind, we should not think of an earthly father and call no one your father on earth for you have one father, the one in heaven. Every sentence I was like, wait, I wanted to stop you on like every single phrase that you read there, but I was pretty chill when we were going through. And there are so many things to dig into there. Um, One of which is 
when it's talking about the ex long days in the land. The days. That, that spirit, and this, the coolest thing to me is when he has an explanation of this, and you could just say, this is totally arbitrary, you're just pulling it out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. But the fact that it lines up with everything he's already said and everywhere else. So spiritual life, the yeah. what is spiritual life? Spiritual life is heaven. It is, mm -hmm. is loving what is good and true. Spiritual death is loving what's selfish and limited. Right. Yeah. So to, if you were going to prolong your days, you're going to live spiritually, then that is honoring this, the, the Lord and the church, which if it's, it's the thing in you that can receive it. Yeah. Man, and the other thing I want to say is I never really thought about it like this, but you could just say, okay, the earthly meaning is the earth and the sun. I mean, it's, he yeah. doesn't quite make that yeah. distinction, but if you think about the things in you, you've got to have that. Everything we described, that community of, of helpful yeah. women and the nature around me, if there's no earth and sun, there's none of that. So you have that on the first level-ish, and that, and then, but moving up a level becomes the Lord or the emanating divine, and then the church, all every, everything everywhere that allows us to receive it. Man, is that cool. Yeah, and it really makes you feel sort of humble because I think it's this whole orchestra because like if you think of how we define church as the Lord's kingdom, so you have the Lord as this spiritual son, he says, just radiating love and wisdom. And then heaven is really like the Lord's body in a sense, you know, like it is this heavenly, the heavenly kingdom is just everything that receives that love and wisdom and then shares it out. And so we get to be just a part of that, you know? And so like that, getting to be a part of that and to recognize that we belong in that and everything is sort of that, the, the joy of this commandment of honoring your mother and father, of like connecting into that huge network. It's awesome. Yeah, and the joy of it, these are, we're very rapidly moving into things that are universal and undeniably cool. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> that everybody can, can say, oh, that, the heaven, once you understand the heaven that the, the Lord builds in us and what that is, and when you understand right. who the Lord really is, you can have an idea of a God is, is judgmental and distant or absent or right. something. When you understand what God really is, both of those are, are wow, ripe for honoring. But we'll get, get more into what does it actually mean to honor sure. in the first place, yep. because honoring is a little bit of a fuddly old-fashioned thing <laughs> to do, isn't it? So we have this commandment, and, and Swedenborg actually says that even, even as we peel back these layers and start to see this sort of glowing interior, There's, there are deeper reasons why this commandment is actually holy. Mm. And this is cool in Secrets of Heaven 8899. Since father and mother means the Lord and his kingdom, and remember we're still in the spiritual level here, mm -hmm. this commandment is the fourth in the series and surpasses in holiness the ones that come after it. That's so interesting. So you'd think of them, the ones that come after it include don't murder, Yep. So you'd think, oh, the, the, the mother and father one is relatively throwaway. Right. Right. <laughs> right. It's like, it's like when, you, when you say, are you being a good Christian or something? <laughs> you, I'm not killing like, anyone. I'm not stealing anything. But are you honoring the father yeah. and mother? Doesn't, doesn't yeah. make sense. So how can it contain this holiness? <laughs> the commandment about worshiping Jehovah, that is the Lord, is first and second because it's the holiest, right? Okay, Next comes the commandment about the Sabbath, because at the highest level of meaning, it is a symbol of the union within the Lord of his divinity and his deified human manifestation. Which is very cool to Sa think about. Sounds not that cool if you're just <laughs> tuning in, but it actually is very cool. Right. The, the commandment about honoring parents comes next because it is a symbol, this is important, of loving the Lord and therefore a symbol of his giving us a love of what is good and true. Because a love like of what is... spiritual life. Yeah. Yes, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. What is going to prolong the yeah. days? Loving what's good and true is heaven. Yeah. So, of course, that's important. And that's th the whole point of creation is to create a heaven from the human race. So that's going to be a significant commandment. So that's why it's holy. And you might say, you just, you skipped the three most important commandments. Yeah, like, what was that about the Sabbath? Mm -hmm. huh? What was that about the okay, first we've got, and second commandments? We've got whole shows about that. You know, this is, this is we, we have a show about everything. So if you want to check out those commandments in, in all their importance and beauty, so first thing you should do is check out our show, False Gods, Mysteries of the Ten Commandments, explained yeah. why is God so hyper about you not worshiping something else? What does that really mean? Oh, that's a good one. Next. <laughs> Next, we have, it's good if it's on our channel. The, the Ten Commandments, God's name explained. Why do you need to keep God's name holy? What kind of wacky situation are they in there? <laughs> that, a hammer. Again, it's, you, in every single one of these, you have something that seems a little stiff and yeah. arbitrary and very much like detached sort of dictator God. Yeah. 
But when you dig into it, it just is just amazingly wonderful. Yeah. And then finally, we have this, how to find lasting inner peace, which is all about this Sabbath commandment yeah. and how it's not just about like a single day of the week or a single period of time out of your 24-hour day that this is something that's always there. Okay. Yep. So you go, go watch all that stuff once you're done this episode. Right. Yes. So as we've sort of been getting at, I mean, one way that Swedenborg, like another way of holding this, so we have like the Lord and the heavenly kingdom or this thing called the church and everything, but that when you get down to it, that ultimately father and mother are just both aspects of the one God, of right. the Lord. And so um, Swedenborg describes this in this number from sacred scripture. We don't often go into sacred scripture. Here we are. Ooh, okay. Paired with white horse. Okay. A spiritual angel understands father to mean the Lord and mother to mean the church. So we sort of have been talking about that. The spiritual level. Yep. yep. And they understand honoring to mean loving, which that's a good thing. All, already that's a little more human because I don't know yeah. anything that I really feel like I honor. Honor. But yeah, right. But I definitely love things. Yeah, right. But a heavenly angel understands father to mean the Lord's divine love. Okay. Mm. Father, divine love, and mother the Lord's divine wisdom. So divine love and then mother divine wisdom and honoring to mean doing what is good because of him. So just doing good because of the divine love and divine wisdom. Yeah, okay, so what's so bad about that? A couple of things that, that, that stuck out to me there is um, the, just, just so everyone knows, yeah, we've moved up into the, the heavenly yeah. meaning. You have right? now entered the heavenly level. Yeah. Um, and and uh, just make sure your, your valuables are stowed in your car. <laughs> yeah. But also, if we're going back to our correspondence of the, the sun and the earth, that yeah. so love is, he also describes it in other places as the underlying essence of something, whereas wisdom is the manifestation it takes. Yes. And we were just describing that so the, cool. the sun is radiating out all this energy. But unless there's a, some kind of mass or body to take it on, it, w you would, it would never be detectable in any sense. So you have there the yeah. sun and the earth, just like this love and wisdom. Uh, and I, I love, because that's just one of those ways where then like, here's where Swedenborg ends up just getting like so core and central that it just resonates with, as far as I know, all religious traditions around the globe, you know? Because yeah. like now you're talking about father and mother as these two aspects of that like divine reality and manifestation. So you've got like, yin and yang you know combination and like shiva shakti stuff from india like you just it's all over the place the yeah. wings of awareness and buddhism the mindfulness and compassion and so it just you know you're getting at the core of something yeah. and i love how swedenborg just always manages to do that about yeah. all this stuff and there are, so there are these three layers of meaning that don't one doesn't wipe out the previous one but they rest on each other mm -hmm. and makes this sort of whole which is and cool. they're all contained in these precious few words you that, know? That's, that's why they're there. And mm -hmm. that, that's how they're meant to be understood and applied. Okay. So we've set up, uh, you know, our, our foundation. That's our foundation. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Oh, no, we're, we're not even at three yeah. seeds yet. So with that in our minds, uh, understanding the basics of this is what, this is the essence of what's contained in yeah. these words. Now we've got the, well, let's go back to the soil. You're talking about the ice and the yeah, soil. Yeah, right, right. Now we've got the soil tilled. Yep. We've got that in our minds. Now let's see what grows from these three specific deep dives yeah, into the Yeah, now that you've concepts. created that. That's great. All right, let's do it. So let's begin by talking about the church. Talking about the church and these strange occurrences in the Bible of mother and that God will sometimes be talking to a prophet and he just starts, as Jonathan would say, haranguing on yeah. the prophet, seemingly <laughs> what the prophet's mother, the mother of Israel, what are we talking about here? Mm. So what is the point of a church? And the church in all senses, in this case, maybe we are talking about it as religious organizations. Yep, specific one, right. What's the point of them? It's to spiritually feed people. Mm -hmm. They have to have that. So when a mother is talked about negatively in scripture, it's a church that's not feeding the people that it's sort of in charge of like it should. This is right. in, from True Christianity 306. In the spiritual meaning, honoring your father and your mother refers to revering and loving God and the church. In this sense, father means God, the father of all, and mother means the church. In the spiritual meaning, mother stands for the church because as mothers on earth nourish their children with physical food, so the church nourishes people with spiritual food. Doesn't always. Yeah. 
it, and this is a s similar to how right. mothers and fathers don't always do what they they could or what should be sort doing. Of meant to be embodiments of right. For this reason, <coughs> in various places in the word, the church is called mother. For example, in Hosea, bring charges against your mother. She's not my wife, and I'm not her husband. This is, mm -hmm. how can you read that without an internal sense? Because otherwise it's just God saying, Hosea, what's up with your mom? I'm, it doesn't, doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. It's inappropriate. It's just absolutely out of place. In Isaiah, where is the certificate of your mother's divorce, whom I put away? Brutal. And it, and it brings, also brings like an element of a little bit of heartbreak to me of the relationship the Lord longs for with the church. Yeah. Like I, I, I really wanted to like d make this work and like have it. And I've, at times, okay, this is how you know you're a Swedenborg nerd. At times, I've heard uh, love songs on the radio and thought about, wow, that that's the, the uh, a little microcosm of the depth by which you, we think of all these churches in the past that God wanted that to work. Yeah. You know, yeah. like like that. This is this is actually this devastating thing of like we were meant to spend forever together. Yeah. But it can't. But you 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 went away from. I can't marry you. You know, it's, anyway, mm. to, to me, it's like that's, that hits a little bit. Like, that's mm -hmm, sad, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, in the heavenly meaning, Father stands for our Lord Jesus Christ, and Mother stands for the communion of saints, meaning that His church that is scattered throughout the entire world, world. which is getting at what you were, you were pointing mm -hmm. at before. The following passages show that the Lord is the Father. A child is born to us, a son is given to us, His name will be called God, Hero, Father of Eternity, Prince of Peace. They say that quote a lot around Christmas time. I'm mm -hmm. realizing now it's in Isaiah. I don't know why it's always associated with Christmas, but Philip said, it's getting close to Christmas here where we are. Philip said, show us the Father. Jesus says to him, those who see me see the Father. The mm -hmm. And you remember in true Christianity, Swedenborg is essentially pushing back at all the people who say, you're just making this up. It's not in the Bible. So you'll get him really cross in his yes. T's with the Bible. The following mm -hmm. passages show that in the heavenly meaning, mother stands for the Lord's church. I saw a city, the holy new Jerusalem, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. What else does it mean? Yeah. How are you going to square that? The angel said to John, come, I will show you the bride, the wife of the lamb. And I get something about that chapter. I always get goosebumps whenever I'm reading just that. And I was like, oh, yes. And it doesn't even, what's so great about that in the, in the literal sense? Okay, it's very weird. Some, some lamb has a, has a wife. <laughs> has a, wife. A, a lamb is a baby That's a sheep. City. Like, are you a little young <laughs> to get married to this city? But, but when I read that there, I just like something about the cadence of it and yes. just feels like, oh, so, it's something great. And he showed him the holy city, Jerusalem. The new Jerusalem means the new church that the Lord is establishing today. This church, not the one before it, is the wife and mother in this sense. Hmm. The spiritual offspring that are born from this marriage are acts of goodwill and true insight related to faith. Which I just think, like, if you think about that holy city, New Jerusalem, as the wife and mother, but it's this city that's being built in your own mind, of course you need that to then be able to do acts of goodwill and, you know, live yeah. by truth and everything is like that, that marriage has to exist inside of us. You totally. And that is to me the most powerful sense is if you think of uh, the, the, the um, mother church as this thing, the, the Lord, it's the Lord's receptor that, that the Lord has implanted yeah. in you. Then if you think of the connection there between, or like the sun and the earth, that you have this thing that it can receive and what does it all do is, brings to our consciousness feelings of love and, and true insights. That is, to me, very elegant system. Yeah. The people who have these things from the Lord are called children of the wedding, children of God, those are, who are born of Him. What does it mean? Okay, we don't have time for this, but what does it mean to be a child of God? Why yeah. are we always talking about child of God other than, okay, you, you created us, but no, this is, that that's the, the essence of that. And that, and that can be anybody around the whole world, like you said, throughout the entire world is just people who have that, have opened up to that, a receptivity to that, to yeah. love and wisdom from the Lord. Yeah. Awesome. Well, so Swedenborg goes on about the spiritual and heavenly meanings in this passage from Secrets of Heaven. So honor your father and your mother is symbolic of loving what is good and true. At its highest level of meaning, this means loving the Lord and his kingdom. This is consistent with to honor as a symbol for loving. So here we get to go back to this. Okay. The spiritual meaning of honor is love because in heaven they love one another and in, doing, in so doing they honor one another. Within honor there is love and in heaven they refuse to be honored unless there is love in it. 
In fact, they denounce it because it is not alive with goodwill. Okay, right there. When it, before, when we were talking about honoring yeah. your father and mother, and it was sort of coming out that, okay, father and mother are these these correspondential duality that occurs across these different levels. But we were thinking about what does it mean to honor them. When I picture honoring, I picture honoring without love. I, I yes. picture it as... And that feels sort of fake or just feels like, yeah, a little forced or something. Totally. That this is something you, you're compelled to do. Yeah. But, but to say like to say that there's somebody who I genuinely love and want to, whatever you want to say honoring is, putting a frosting on that, mm -hmm. that is actually moving. Just loving. Yeah. You loving? loving is honoring. So that's good. And that's very cool. This interpretation is also consistent with father as a symbol for goodness. So at its highest level of meaning, this refers to the Lord in regard to his divine goodness. The reason why at its highest level of meaning, the Lord is father is that he gives us new life. And through this new life, he makes us his sons and heirs to his kingdom. It is also consistent with mother as a symbol for truth. At its highest level of meaning, this refers to the Lord in regard to divine truth. And therefore it refers to his kingdom since the divine truth that comes from the Lord constitutes heaven. And I just stop for one second yeah. there. Because um, back when it's, a, this is also an important um, message about the application of everything in the word to us in, yeah. in composite. Because there it says like, um, when the Lord does this, it makes us his sons and heirs. Well, it's, refer it's got a male pronoun there, which must mean that there's some particular side of what it's doing for all of us. Yeah. At times, all of us are represented by sons in the Word. Sure. At times, all of us are represented by daughters. That the whole Some people read into the Bible as like, this is prescribing gender roles and things right. in life. But what this is about is the entirety applies to you yeah. and the different parts of you and that everyth everything's in there intentionally. So. And it makes me think... Again, with this whole, so he's saying like the Lord is goodness and the mother is, is the Lord's divine truth that constitutes the heavenly kingdom. And so I was thinking about this verse in the word, forgive me, that like <laughs> for this a little bit of a can, tangent. Can we, <laughs> I think we, we got to do this. I got to see no, where this is going. No, so the Lord says like, um, you know, he asked this question, I think it's in Isaiah, but would a woman forget her nursing child, right? So that's this like mother image of like, could a woman ever forget the baby that she's nursing? And you'd think, no, but he says, no, even they will forget, you know, like, and like uh, Tor said, like mothers and fathers can not live up to what they need to be doing. Yes. But he says, so a woman might forget her nursing child, but I will not forget you. Right. And that's what that verse in Isaiah says, and so if that mothering of the Lord is this divine truth that constitutes the heavenly kingdom, then it means how that like, how divine providence is never not gonna work through the system to like find us and support us, you know, yeah. through the through the means that is the, the communities and people and you know, just the way that life works. Like I just, yeah. so anyway, I think that's an awesome reflection. Yeah, okay. absolutely. <laughs> well, and I'll, I'll, I'll do you one more tangent. Well, there was a, a Swedenborg passage I was reading recently, could have been in the Journal of Spiritual Experiences, where he's taught, he has a little description about how it's really about what's in your heart and mind, w which dictate where you are spiritually. And he gives this example of like a, a, a mother maybe nursing her infant, and the infant could be in heaven while the mother's in hell. And at first I want to say like, whoa, like that yeah. is not, that is creepy. But then looking at this, yeah. looking at the, you know, Tor's example that we have to allow for that, that sort of thing could be that, that I think that, that it's, that's an extreme example. But, you know, you ne like, even if the system is falling through, you can still be playing like you're still feeding at that point. You yeah, know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Amazing how like the Lord is always caring for that innocence in children even in no matter like there, really there's horrific circumstances yeah there's c coming through all those different ways in providence that you're yes, saying right um and and that's why you could say yeah y your mom could forget you yeah your parents can forget you but i won't the lord will never forget yeah. you yep. yeah so the reason the lord's divine truth constitutes heaven is that in the other life he is the sun in regard to divine goodness and the light in regard to divine truth this divine light coming from the Lord as their son is what enlightens the minds of angels and fills them with intelligence and wisdom, making them angels of light. Divine goodness is within divine truth as heat from the sun is within the light of springtime and the summertime in this world. In order that your days may lengthen on the land is symbolic of our life in heaven. To lengthen refers to becoming a better person. The lengthening of our days means living a long time but in heaven there is no time and space, so this is talking 
about the state of mind of people in heaven. In order that your days may lengthen means becoming a better person because lengthen describes the intensification of their positive state of mind. That Jehovah your God is giving you, so he's just like going through all these phrases, phrase by this phrase. This is very much the secrets of heaven experience. Yes. <laughs> that Jehovah your God is giving you symbolizes where the deity is and its resulting influence. In heaven, their father is the Lord and their mother is his kingdom. In the word, mother means the church, which is also called the bride and wife of the Lord. The Lord's kingdom is the same thing as the church, the sole difference being that the Lord's kingdom on earth is called the church. So now he's making this distinction. Sure. That's the church is the Lord's kingdom here in this world. And so it is also symbolized by mother. So that like this, the, if divine truth is just the vehicle for divine love, then this whole world that we live in and all of heaven is just totally built in for these vehicles to get divine love to us one way or another. Yeah. Yeah. And in the midst of all those c descriptions of all those yeah. biblical phrases that Swedenborg gives, he talks about the state of mind uh, that is heaven and that, that being the, the kingdom of heaven. And th yeah. that leads to the absolute coolest representation of these things that if you're thinking about the, f the father as sort of the Lord emanating and then the mother is you'd say on earth, the church, but in the afterlife, it's heaven. Mm -hmm. that, that that state of mind that is heaven is like a, a mother to your consciousness because it's yeah. the state of mind that's in heaven is guiding you, leading you, teaching you, feeding you, and all that. Yeah. And then the, the Lord's emanating divine is what, it's through that state that, that it's able to accomplish all that. Mm. And you think about that to be in the heavenly state, which you have to become like a little child again, is you have this like father and mother. Yeah. That are that are so um, that are so close to you that actually the conscious independent part of you is really kind of like holding their hands yeah. as you go through life. So you actually have this ultimate expression of an a perfect little family unit in every single angel, yeah. and then they all go together. It's like, like the children like let the little children come to me because for such is the kingdom of heaven. You know, so we're all these little children that have these spiritual energy like resources within us that are these connections to the Lord and heaven right inside that can be that mother and father to us yeah. when we just threw out our lives. And that's Pretty like amazing. the stuff we go through in this world is temporary, but that is permanent and it's open yeah. to everyone. Yeah. And so that's really... And that's what's so important about these this this show, <laughs> you know, but just and all the means of getting this communication, these ideas out there of just how that that kind of internal spiritual resource is, is there. We were just talking before the show. Like, this is the stuff we want to be talking about. And we're, if you didn't care, we would not be <laughs> doing this. You would not get a whole organization around this. So thank you so much. Yes. And we'll hit you with one more seed real quick right. here. Um, why are they together? Why isn't it like, honor right. your father, honor your mother. Why are they together? This is because the joining of love and wisdom is essential to the way everything is. That's the point of life almost. So this is actually from Swedenborg's Divine Love and Wisdom where he talks about that. There's a union of love and wisdom in every divine work. Mm -hmm. This is why it endures. This is actually a fascinating point. This is why it endures even to eternity. If there were more divine love than divine wisdom or more divine wisdom than divine love in any created work, nothing would endure in it except what was equal. Hmm. Which is a little counterintuitive. You'd think you could just pour as much love in there as you could possibly want. But no, uh, too much love will, will do nothing for you. It won't stick. Any excess would pass away. As divine providence works for our reformation, regeneration, and salvation, it shares equally in divine love and divine wisdom. We mm. cannot be reformed, regenerated, and saved by any excess of divine love over divine wisdom or by any excess of divine wisdom over divine love. So you can't just, hey, just bend the, bend the rules for me right now is not actually what's, what's going to get I us just, the happiest I just thing. keep thinking about our planetary system, that we have all these planets in our solar system with the sun, and Earth, in this moment in time, is the only one that is that you could say has a balance of love and wisdom That's together right. that is supporting life. Because you just think like, oh, if you, you know, like, if the vessel or something isn't receptive then it doesn't matter how much the sun is shining on this one planet, it's not gonna produce life. Yeah, 
Or so maybe that's like the wi the planet is like the wisdom side of it. Right. Anyway. Well, it's like the Goldilocks zone, they call it, where in the distance from a star yeah. where you can have the right temperature for there to be liquid water. Yeah. And that extends right. to so many things. It's such a good point. I think about that there's something that's called, which I don't understand, calls the cosmological constant. And if that were off either direction by even the fraction of a millionth of a number, yeah. nothing could exist. The <laughs> atoms couldn't bind together, it's and amazing. on and on through through all kinds of stuff. If some people say, yeah, that you know Mars and Venus, if they switched atmospheres even at the same places, they would have Earth-like temperatures that you got to have, but neither one has the right thing. Yeah, so yeah. the magnetic field we have to have at the right strength, and yeah, that is such a good point. So there's something about that. Yep. The right balance of love and mm -hmm. wisdom. Divine love wants to save everyone, but it can only do so by means of divine wisdom. All the laws that govern salvation are laws of divine wisdom, and love cannot transcend those laws because divine love and divine wisdom are one and act in unison. Because wanting to help someone and knowing how to do it are the same thing. You can't just pull one out and get something effective. Mm. Yep. Okay. And that's your father and mother. That's your father. That's those the are the seeds, yeah. That's And that's... That's something that's right, universally accessible, universally benevolent. Yeah. They're not, not saying this institution is good, even though not all instances of it are good. All instances of that father and mother are good and, and useful, applicable. Or like I could take that and think about, oh, how am I going to think about, I don't know, my life and relationships based on that whole, the balance of uh, honoring your father and mother in everything you do. You know, it's like, oh, do I have the love to match the wisdom here? Do I need more wisdom to match this love? Or, you know, there's just so many ways you can think about it. Well, let's, let's take a little time to think about stuff like that right now. So we take it, I feel like we've taken in a lot of information here, and I love yeah. this part of the show where we can sit back a little bit, and the seeds are planted, let's, let's let them grow. Nice. Um, yeah, that's pretty good. God is, so <laughs> God is the ultimate father and mother, we're learning. So in this imperfect world, that, that effort, the divine love and wisdom, is working through all possible means to reach us, as you were mentioning mm -hmm, before. Mm -hmm. So let's think of the different ways in which that the the that those both sides of the nurturing qualities can reach us. So here's a couple of images of people in situations, and just let it sink in and, and see what comes to you. To think about that love and wisdom trying to reach us through all these means and all the situations, mm -hmm. like the the kids on the paddleboard when the, the sun is there, and just the feeling that they're having, the fun that they're having out there, and that that whole body of water sitting for them just to float across. Mm. It's awesome. All right, so we we've learned quite a lot here today. But if if we had to sum it up, Chelsea, what do you think is a takeaway from today? I think one takeaway is that you have a father and a mother in terms of the, these spiritual, the spiritual and heavenly levels of this commandment is like that that mother and father uh, reality is a resource for us and that, and that 
we also get to participate in being uh, like representations of that, like embodiments of that, like we can participate in that, in those energies and show up for each other uh, like mothers and fathers, but then always, so sort of living a part of that love, but then that those, that those things are real and that that's like accessible to us. Awesome, yes, yeah. that, and that's so cool to, to think about those layers on top of each other and, and uh, you're absolutely right. Participation is something we can do right now, yeah. whoever we are, to anyone around us. Okay, speaking right. of doing nice things for people around us, hopefully you've gone easy on us with the elevator pitch questions. <laughs> we'll be doing that right now. Okay, so this is the part of the show. Yeah, I think you guys have probably already got them in, but we are going to do an exercise and seeing if we can cement these ideas more fully in us. You were talking about, man, that's something I can think about, the, the father and mother and me and where, where am I doing things. Yeah. How do we get this to be reflexive? I feel like one, one way to do it is to have to say it fast and say <laughs> it spontaneously. So that's it. And also, it's just for entertainment factor. Okay. Everyone wants to see somebody else struggling. So, <laughs> so, uh, all right, so here, here we are doing our... Person who sung that, by the way, right across <laughs> from here. Okay, so um, let's let's do rock paper scissors. Okay. So we'll do rock paper scissors shoot. shoot. Okay, okay, ready? Rock paper scissors shoot. So what does that mean? We didn't decide. Shoot, we didn't. <laughs> okay, uh, that means I go first because I won, so I get to go first. You get to go first. Yeah, if we didn't you want decide it, what that's that fine. means. Okay, yeah, it means good. you go first. It means I go first. You're totally right. <laughs> well, I, you want it, fair and square. All I was thinking about is I gotta try to win this, but I didn't know what I was trying to win. <laughs> The human urge to win is so powerful. Well, I okay. guess for you it means you go first. If I had won, it meant I go second. <laughs> okay. So yeah. you go first. <laughs> no, you win the ability to choose. That's <laughs> got to be it. Okay. Freedom. So, um, so let's see. So we pretend we both stepped onto an elevator, and <clears> um, we're, we got a few floors to go up. And Chelsea's going to ask me about something, uh, and this is exactly what she's going to ask me about: divine providence. Divine providence. Okay. Yep. Um, okay. So ready? Let's go. Let's go. So you want to know about divine providence? Yes. Sell it to me. Divine Providence is the promise that despite how uh, scattered and chaotic and painful and, and actually beyond repair and hopeless things can seem, mm -hmm. that everything is not just going to be okay, but everything is going to be the best it possibly could be. To me, that's the promise, is this amazing friend you find when you peel back the layers of what seems like this terrifying, uncaring, dark world, but to say, no, God was there in that moment. We to think back on the things that seem like uh, nobody was on my side here, and, and I've been irreparably harmed or left out or not noticed or something by this. Divine mm -hmm. Providence is saying, look, I am doing this within these moments. I'm caring for you. Even if at times that means I have to get you to, to go through some things that will make it so you let go of your selfishness. The only reason I'm doing that is because there's heaven out there. It's a vision of where we can go and that that's actually the player in life, not all this stuff that seems to be our enemies. And, and, and it's, it's actually the greatest thing out there is a friend to us. And that friend is Divine Providence. I was Woo! like, when, when are the seconds going to be done? I was ready to be done 10 seconds ago. Oh. Yeah. Uh. It reminded me of a quote that is, I think, uh, I, I, something like, I'm, I lead you though you do not know me. You know, I think it's in Hosea. It talks about like, I led them with cords of human kindness with bands of love, which yeah. is very sweet. Like just the Lord leading us even though we don't even see that activity going on. It's the best idea in the world. It's the best idea that can exist. It is, Cause it I just, think. That it, it's good. Oh, oh, everything just, oh, it, c it can turn out. No, it was actually, and actually it was planned, like there, there was a, a contingency plan the whole time. Yes. It's freaking cool. Always okay. that opportunity. All right, so let's, uh, let's see All what. Right. We've, we've now, like, this is a whole new scenario. Pretend that other one never happened. We're meeting for the first time on this elevator. I've perhaps seen one episode of Swedenborg and Life, and I'm like, oh, is that Chelsea from Swedenborg and Life <laughs> on this show? Um, I want to <laughs> ask you, Chelsea, about something, because I'm on the fence as to whether I really think the Swedenborg stuff is cool. And what I want to ask you about is divine order. Oh. So, um, can you just, I, I got, I've just got a minute here in New York City. Um, can you tell me a little bit about divine order? Why is it so important to have order as well as love? Okay, so here we go. Three, two, one. All right, well, so a divine order, one way Swedenborg describes it is that order, where order is present, the Lord is present. There's this like order to 
to everything where it is that action of you have divine love and divine wisdom and they're both working together hand in hand. Maybe you've seen the Off the Left Eye show on the <laughs> Fourth Commandment. <laughs> um, but so this, that, um, this order is uh, always at play in our life. Another term for it you could give is divine providence, actually. <laughs> and, um, and it means that it's, it's a means for us to grow in our spiritual lives. It means that whatever we're going through is actually, there's like a divine design to it. And, and so we might feel like our life is chaos and it doesn't make sense and I'm going through a ridiculous hard time, but there's actually an order to even the feeling states that we go through. So the Lord is taking care of the spiritual states the fluctuate oh fluctuation of what we go through and and I'm holding the door the Lord's right now. taking care of, of everything awesome well th this is cool because that it was sort of like yeah well I was like <laughs> don't leave yet oh yeah it's like we're describing almost the love and wisdom sides of the same thing yes you know there so that's that's great I love what you said about even the feeling states that we go through yes because what's less organized than your emotional peaks and valleys over a day and what feels like no, this is this is just my it's my own problem that I feel like this. This is right. not part of something bigger. But for you to say, no, even the, the, that you are being cared for to the extent that I that you're it's cataloged how you're feeling now and how you're feeling now with the end to do something good. That's great. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay, well that Woo. was that man, that changed my now now I'm like feeling different going to this meeting I was <laughs> going to off this elevator. Okay, so this situation may never happen to you, but you should practice anyway, because you never know. Um, we're gonna we're gonna go now to your answers to the icebreaker question that we asked in the beginning. But before we do, as we said before, if you weren't interested, we couldn't have a show like this. And that's only part of it because we're a nonprofit. So if you didn't contribute financially to us, this definitely could not exist. And we, we all as a community couldn't have the joy of spreading these ideas with mm -hmm. people. So here's a quick little clip about how you can support this channel, Do What It Does. Please consider joining our community of sustaining supporters by going to otle.causevox.com and setting up a recurring monthly donation at a value of your choice. Any amount helps. Our sustaining supporters are the backbone of what we do at Off the Left Eye and allow us to continue to create high quality programming that nourishes thousands every week around the globe. Your help makes a difference. This is, we've come full circle here. We said in the beginning, we made this audacious promise that we were gonna take your answers to a, the question and put them on the screen, and now we're gonna make good on that promise. Remember, if you will, I always feel like the icebreaker question was a couple years ago. Yeah, Just it feels about that way, another lifetime. <laughs> the amount of, of territory that we've covered How in between. How much we've grown. <laughs> Yeah, I just don't recognize who I was such a fool back then. Okay, shoot, can you pull that question back? Because I really didn't have time to read it. Well, I was making too many hilarious jokes. What are ways that you have felt cared for and nurtured during your life journey? By individuals, communities, situations, ideas, pets, nature, or something within you. And here's what you yeah, had. I'm so to interested to see. Here's what you had to say. When I feel all alone and helpless, the Lord always sends someone to let me know I'm not at many times in my life. Mm. My granny taught me about love and goodness. She always gave me a cuddle and I could lie with my head on her knee and she would stroke my hair. She taught me how to be moral and good. Oh my I gosh. bet her granny wouldn't mind so hearing sweet. that. Yeah. I've always felt nurtured by nature. Hedgerows six feet tall, sunshine, meadows surrounded by dry stone walls and winding rivers. Whenever I'm there, I always feel safe and loved. Mm. At 17 years old, my mom took care of me after I was thrown 100 feet in a car accident. Oof. I couldn't bathe or dress myself. My mom was wonderful. Wow. Wow. My grandparents treated me with such love and caring. Even now, I understand how great their love for me was. I love to watch and rewatch movies that I connect with, and same, same with books. They are comforting. That's, That's great. Media, absolutely. Yeah. I considered suicide because I was worried God didn't exist. So all the suffering truly meant nothing. I asked for proof there was more or I was going to end it. I immediately felt a serene sense of peace and tranquility. Wow. I, I so love that. I know we talk about order and you can't always get the love of God feeling right there, but I love it when people ask and then they get this and response. You do, and you have to be willing to pay attention to yeah. get the, that feeling is a reality. That's a spiritual reality. Yeah. You know, it's not just some random thing. Like that is real. So that, that's amazing. Obviously stuck with them. Mm -hmm. It was my grandma. She took care of me and unconditionally loved me. No matter what, I knew she loved me. Even when my mother didn't. Mm. There's Janet. Yep. 
Aww. My oldest sister, Linda, has been a constant source of support and unconditional love throughout my life. She is a rock-solid blessing beyond words. This is so beautiful. Okay, until I was 10, I lived in the country with both my parents, with my grandparents' house next door, in a community that all provided something useful for the other community members. Wow. Yeah. I heard Brennan Manning's sermon about God's unfailing love on the day I was very depressed and needed to hear that. I love so that. Cool. Just all the means to communicate that love. You know, it just is coming through every possible way. Absolutely. And actually, there was a source of that same kind of love and care for Tor, who we mm -hmm. opened the show with, with his email. But that's not the end. There was something that was caring for Tor, even, even as he was going through all this terrible stuff. So this, mm. is, this is the end of that email we showed you in the beginning. When I was very little and had to endure all this suffering, religion and the presence of God was a main reason that I survived. Because survival is the main concern when all these bad things happen. Mm. There are so many grown-up people around that look at your show without hope, maybe sitting at home looking darkly into the wall. Give them hope. Give them the courage to speak to a friend, a priest, or whoever it is, so that they can at last tell their story and start healing. Yeah. So we want to thank you, Tor, for sharing that with us. And yeah, yeah we're going to try to share every bit of anything inspirational or hope-giving that we can. Yeah. And all of you out there watching, as you just saw in all those comments, can be that for other people. So we yep. can be part of this, the, the, the divine mother and father that care for all of yeah. us. Yeah, help each other connect with that. That's so wonderful. That's our show. That's the show for today. Thanks so much, everybody, for watching and everyone who contributed. Like and this channel that helps us continue to, it, you know, you may say we're just doing this to pump up our stats, but this is, is literally how the next person finds us. Because yeah. the better we have on this stuff, the more it recommends it to the next person. Yep, so you get out in there and get to those people who might be just staring blankly at the wall, not knowing what the purpose of life is. Whenever I meet somebody who's seen our shows, I say, how'd you find it? And they say, I was just, usually say, I was searching for something else and it just popped up in my feed. Mm -hmm. And to some people, that was a huge moment That's in their life. That's choice-making moment, yep. So we're gonna continue to put out content that we that we've believe can give hope. And so we're gonna do it this week. We've got our show news from heaven to two episodes this week. Thursday, we're gonna talk about the seeds of faith taking root we were that's a, that's actually a direct title from Swedenborg's journal spiritual experiences super oh, cool. cool number there yep then on saturday we're going to hear evil spirits explain why they like hell that's awesome we got our short clips coming up you guys voted in the poll and how much can or m how much can angels influence we left out the how yep. one followed by what is a spiritual crisis so it'll be those clips on wednesday and friday in that order and then the Monday evening show is actually taking a two-week break. We've got the very end of the year here and the holiday season, so we won't be here on Monday. So uh, we will have our other programming, News from Heaven, and uh, short clips will be going during that. But if you're celebrating Christmas this season, here's a couple of pieces of content you could revisit if you need something on Monday night. Right. You may not have seen these either. We had three shows we did around Christmas time. We did Why Jesus Was Born. And it's the same looking into this stuff that we just did on this commandment and yeah. why it matters, how that's ha relevant to us inside. And next, we had why did Jesus come to earth as a baby? Why yeah. go through the same progression that we all go through? Divine it's, order. Yeah, order and, and why have mother and father. Right. Um, and then the wise men, three gifts and the star of Bethlehem, breaking Very down cool. correspondentially, why are those things in the story? Because that's got to have as much of a meaning as honoring father and mother and everything in between. And right after, so you can look forward to when we come back in the new year that January 6th is the start of a new season of Swedenborg and Life content that we've been working hard on. And so we've got, it's all about what happens when we die. So it's about what does it feel like to die? And, and then we'll have a show on um, what will my body look the same when you die? And yeah is life different after death or how much is it the same? And then what happens to your mind, like your consciousness after death? Really so cool to, to lay that out. Cause I feel like if you have, and people have expressed this as well, having at least a, a, a tangible enough sense of how we continue to live does affect how you're living now. It yeah. does let you breathe that sigh of relief and uh, allows you to gain the trust in things like providence that, right. that carry to us To be able here. to live and love more fully now, which is great. And that's the point. Chelsea, really great hanging out with you. It is really great. Thanks, Curtis. See Thanks, you all everybody. soon. Thanks for watching.
Swedenborg and Life Live is Curtis Childs, host and showrunner, with co-host Jonathan Rose. Live stream tech and graphics by Stuart Farmer and Matthew Childs. Show writing and chat moderation by Karin Childs and Chelsea Odner. <laughs>